0: what's up everyone welcome to the podcast i'm your host isaiah copan it's june 25 2021 and this is lift and learn episode 41 In this episode, I'll be talking about how stress could lead to gaining weight and what you can do about tight hips. Before that, though, I'll talk a bit about what I've been up to lately, and that might include fitness-related topics, and it might not. If you want to follow me, your host, on Instagram, it's isaiah.copan, and you can also check out my website, isaiahcopan.com. The podcast is on Instagram at Lift and Learn Podcast, on Twitter at Lift and Learn Pod, and also on Facebook. You can just search Lift and Learn Podcast. With that being said, let's get into it. All right, so the finals are almost set in the NHL. I guess by this time next week, we'll already be a few games into the Stanley Cup finals, and oh my God. The Montreal Canadiens are headed to the finals. But first, let me talk about that Tampa Bay series for a sec. The series was tied 2-2, and then the Lightning are playing at home for Game 5. Stamco scored 45 seconds into the game, and it was just all downhill from there for the Islanders. When it was 3-0 for the Lightning, they pulled their goalie, Semyon Verlamov, and put Sorokin in. Well, that didn't work out for them and they ended up losing the game 8 to nothing. 8 8-0. Wow. After that, they went back to New York and that game 6 was a classic to watch. To summarize that one, Tampa was up 2 to nothing and it looked like it was over, but then the Islanders came back to tie it up in regulation and then they scored pretty quick in overtime. It was just about a minute into overtime, I think. So, Game 7 for that one will be tonight, actually, Friday. And Montreal, just, wow. Going into Game 5, the series was also tied 2-2, and then Montreal just whooped Vegas in that game 4-1. And last night was Game 6, and Montreal actually pulled off the win in dramatic fashion, winning in overtime. I actually can't believe that they're going to the final. That's pretty incredible, to be honest. So we'll see if Carey Price can, well, carry the team to four more victories. But I really do not want to see them win. And on to NBA. The Brooklyn Nets versus Milwaukee Bucks game, 7 was last weekend. Oh my god, that seems so far away now at this point, but... That one was so close. Uh, Another instant classic. It was a back and forth battle, but in the end, the Milwaukee Bucks actually did end up winning. So the game was back and forth. And again, Kevin Durant played the whole game. They were down two with eight seconds left, I think. And then Kevin Durant hit this nasty, nasty turnaround jumper to end the... Oh, sorry, to tie the game. And then he sent it to overtime. And then near the end of overtime again, Kevin Durant tried to tie it with basically the same move, but that time it didn't work out. Ended up being an air ball, but probably due to the fatigue since, like I said, Kevin Durant played the whole game. 53 minutes in that one. Man, I'm really surprised that that's lost, but the injuries got to them, man. James Harden didn't look right even though he played the last two or three games, and Kyrie Irving ended up missing the rest of the series after he injured his ankle. So now the Bucks are headed to the next round, and they advance to play Atlanta in the Eastern Finals. Who really thought the Hawks would make it this far? Atlanta is a pretty young team right now, and they've actually made it farther with Trey Young as their star, or their centerpiece, Whatever than they've ever gotten with the legend Dominique Wilkins. And he's also made it farther than Luka Doncic ever has in the playoffs, which is pretty crazy. And let's talk about that Game 7 between Atlanta and Philadelphia for a bit, because someone was getting clowned all week. The game was close, like all Game 7 should be, but The biggest play of the game was when Philly was down by a few points in the fourth quarter and Ben Simmons had a wide open dunk attempt and then he passed the ball to Thibel who ended up getting fouled on a layup attempt. He made one of those free throws, but man, Ben Simmons had the dunk right there and he passed the ball. And like Joel Embiid said, that was the turning point. They had a chance to get within striking distance, and they just couldn't because Ben Simmons is too scared to shoot now. What makes it even worse is that Ben Simmons broke Shaq's record. Shaquille O'Neal, you might have heard of him. He uh, Ben Simmons actually broke his record for a playoff run with the lowest free throw percentage during this playoffs run. You know it's bad when you're a worse free throw shooter than Shaq. I mean... He's known for missing free throws when he's not destroying rims or breaking backboards. I don't know what's in store for the future of Ben Simmons' career, but he's got a lot of work to do this summer when it comes to developing a jump shot of some sort, because it seems like he's gotten worse since his rookie year, which says a lot. So the Atlanta vs. Bucks series that started Wednesday night, so that means Game 2 is tonight. But that game one was actually pretty close the whole way through. I actually watched the whole thing. And Trey Young absolutely went off that game. (laughs) He had this crossover on Drew Holiday and the man did a shimmy. It's the Eastern Conference Finals and he had enough time to take a breath, do a shoulder shake, and then nail a three. And I think a few minutes later, or actually maybe it was before that, he had this alley-oop pass off the backboard, off the glass to John Collins, which was also just nasty. Atlanta ended up winning game one, so we'll see how the rest of the series plays out. Just imagine saying in a few weeks that your 2021 NBA champions are the Atlanta Hawks. It just does not sound right, but hey, anything's possible. And Phoenix, uh, the other series, Phoenix is up against the Clippers in the series. The Clippers finally won a game in the series last night after Phoenix had won their last nine playoff games, I believe, going back to the Lakers series a few weeks ago. They're on a roll. And DeAndre Ayton is absolutely destroying them inside. I think he's shooting over 70% from the field this playoffs, so that's crazy. He even had that game winner at the end of Game 2 where they just inbounded him the ball. They just inbounded it to him, and he basically just dunked it with less than a second left to win the game. Devin Booker got a bit hurt in Game 2. I mean, it looks like he broke his nose, but I don't think he actually did. But man, it looked messed up after uh, Patrick Beverly inadvertently headbutted him. And in Game 3, he was actually wearing a mask. And I think that's enough about sports this week. Jeez, a lot is going on. Well, since I've kind of gotten away uh, from the off-topic health-related material, there were a few new studies I was reading about this week. I read a bit about the anti-inflammatory properties or effects from omega-3 fatty acids, like the fish or the supplements, and how they could actually help reduce depression. Yep, that's what the studies are saying, backing up the claims. So reading into the study, it did mention that the levels of EPA and DHA, which are found in oily fish, but the levels that they did use in the study to help reduce depression, they said it most likely cannot be achieved with dietary consumption of oily fish, meaning that you will have to actually supplement with a fish oil supplement with the right doses. This lines up with another study that I was reading more than a month ago that actually said that inflammation could actually be a core feature of depression. And we already knew this before, and this is just more evidence, really. Diving into the depression topic, there was even a 20-year study that finished recently that showed that childhood depression leads to a higher chance of adult anxiety, worse health, less financial and educational achievement, and... Even increased criminality. Again, we kind of already knew this. This is just more evidence backing what we already know. There was some good news with this study, though. And that's if you seek help to address these mental health problems, then you'll reduce your chances of developing something like anxiety when you're older. I mean, that's what they're there for. So it's good to see that it actually does help and has helped many people combat these issues. And with most things when it comes to improving your health, diet and exercise are going to be king. Topic 1. How stress can lead to weight gain. This is actually something that a lot of people don't know about. I think that's because when you think of stress, you just think about what it does at a surface level kind of thing people may say that stress doesn't lead to gaining weight directly because it's all about calories in versus calories out when it comes to your weight. And that's true, but stress could also be a pretty big factor when it comes to a bunch of negative health problems, and gaining unwanted body fat is just one of the things that could happen. The thing is, if you're stressed out, and actually stressed out, this could lead to an increase in cortisol in your body, this increase in cortisol leads to higher insulin levels, your blood sugar will drop, and that might mean that you crave more of these sugary foods or fatty foods. That could also mean an increase in highly processed food consumption. Basically, this means that the increase in cortisol levels could actually cause you to eat more. It's not that stress will instantly make you gain weight, but it could be due to certain habits that you could pick up when you are stressed out, and like I said, that could mean eating junk food or highly processed food more often. That won't just lead to weight gain, but could also lead to skin problems depending on how you react to the stress, whether that be acute or chronic stress. That increase in insulin levels could also mean less calorie burning as well, although the studies do show that it's probably just a minimal amount, maybe the difference of around 100 calories less than you usually would. Now, that might not seem like that much, but if you're stressed and missing out on burning those 100 or so calories every single day, that could, again, eventually lead to unwanted body fat. When it comes to other habits that could happen when you're stressed out, so now we know that eating worse could be one of the habits that you pick up, and that could lead to an increase in weight gain. Pair that with another possible bad habit if you're stressed out. You could just become more lazy. When you're stressed out, this could mean that you tend to just stay inside all day and sulk. That could mean more time in bed or just not doing any kind of physical activity. Again, a decrease in activity could lead to gaining weight. Combine less activity throughout the day with poor food choices, and that obviously could mean an increase in body fat and weight. Part of my job as a personal trainer, since I know this and have experienced it myself of course, we've all been there, so part of my job is to figure out uh, exactly what your stresses are and figure out what we can do to solve those issues. I hate to say it, but that's partly why so many personal trainers out there think it's a good idea to call themselves life coaches, and that's because losing weight or becoming more healthy is going to be a lifestyle change. And if you want to be as healthy as possible or lose a few pounds, stress could be a step that you need to tackle. If you're constantly stressed, it's going to take a toll on you in some kind of way. Maybe it won't be weight gain. It could lead to something that you think isn't a big deal, like drinking less water. And we've already mentioned that your food choices might not be as good. I mean, there's a reason why we call those junk foods or dessert foods comfort food. Stress could also lead to sleeping less. Sleeping less could mean you're not functioning to the best of your ability, and it also gives you more time for you to eat during the day. And if you're stressed at night, that, again, could mean eating easier accessible food. Again, highly processed foods. Stress is going to affect everyone in different ways. It could lead to your skin breaking out more or it feeling dry. It could lead to weight gain, but it could also lead to weight loss if your coping mechanism in that situation means that you're going to try to do some new diet where you're under eating and not giving your body enough nutrients to function properly, even though it might look good on the scale or the mirror, it could lead to unintentional starvation because of all the stress. And maybe work has been super busy, so you're skipping meals or missing meals, that kind of thing. Stress could mean overeating, and it could mean undereating, depending on who you are. So, to combat the stresses in your life it would be a good idea to try stress-relieving activities. Meditating is a good one to do and requires no equipment, really. Or you can even try yoga, which I covered last week. Stress is unavoidable, but it's a good idea to try to keep your stress in your life to a minimum so that it won't impact your health as much. Since it is unavoidable, though, it would be a good idea to just develop a habit of not turning to those junk foods which is easier said than done. If that's difficult with your food choices at home, then try to limit the amount of bad food choices you have at home, and have more healthy options around you instead, like fruits and vegetables. Or maybe an even smaller step would be to just choose processed foods that aren't so high in calories and sugars, like if your snack of choice is usually 500 or 600 calories, Try cutting it down to 300 calories and then work on that for a while before reducing it further or substituting. Those smaller steps will be great and will add up to a lot of progress over time. So if you think stress is to blame on your recent weight gain or whatever the case may be, then try to tackle those issues before anything else. Even mentally, getting rid of stress or minimizing the amount of daily stress you have will feel great. You might even notice your headaches go away, which affect your daily quality of life. Regardless of whatever stress is affecting your health, try some activities to relieve some of the stress, like I said earlier, that could be yoga, meditation, going for a walk, being mindful of the things around you, or exercising, whatever works for you. You may notice that when your stress levels do go down, that you might get back to a more healthy body weight and you'll feel a whole lot better physically and mentally. Topic 2 What you can do about tight hips First off, having tight hips is a common issue and I have it too. That's why I wanted to talk about it. Let me know if you've heard this one before. Sitting down for the majority of your day is going to lead to a bunch of health issues. Well. Having tight hips is actually something that can happen when you sit a lot and that's because when you're in that seated position, your hip flexors are shortened. Believe it or not, if you have some sort of lower back pain, this could be due to having tight hips with the way that the muscles are connected and pull on one another. There's a few tests that you could do to figure out if your hips are tight. So something you can do while lying down could be a Thomas test, which is where you're lying down and you bring your knee to your chest. If your hips are tight, the opposite leg might bend or come up as well. You can look that one on up on uh, YouTube if you need to. Another one you can do while lying down is to just bring one leg straight up into the air. If you can't go at least 70% of the way to straight up in the air, then chances are you have tight hamstrings, which could lead to that hip tightness. And that one is a test that's difficult for me to do. I struggle getting my legs up because my hamstrings are actually not very flexible or mobile. But I have made progress over the past two or so years since I've put more emphasis into doing mobility drills. Remember that any kind of prolonged inactivity could cause inflammation anywhere in the body as well. It's not just in the hips or your lower back. So when it comes to fixing this issue, that could mean that you feel more comfortable doing pretty much anything and you're setting yourself up to be injury-free, and that's in the gym or just in your everyday life. Remember that you're only as strong as your weakest link. Specifically though, working on loosening your hips and being more mobile in that area could be great for certain movements like a squat or a lunge, or maybe if you're like me, Doing some of these exercises and movements could help you with a wider stance squat or something like a sumo deadlift where your feet are about hip width or actually farther than that. Again, for me, I struggle a little bit when it comes to a really wide sumo stance because of my tight hips or lack of flexibility and mobility in my lower body. So this is something that really hits home for me. Stretches and mobility drills are a great way to get rid of that hip tightness or increase your hip flexion and range of motion. And it's absolutely necessary for me to do this even before workouts as a warm-up. That's why exercising and stretching is important when it comes to overall health. I talk all the time about how resistance training is the key when it comes to staying in shape, but honestly, for most people out there, people just need to get up and move more. I know I'm someone that can just sit down all day too in front of the TV or computer and I'm a personal trainer so I know know what it's like. It's just so comfortable to relax your whole body or even lie down but you have to try to be mindful or just remember to get up every hour or so. I've mentioned before that timers help me a lot when it comes to remembering to get up every hour or so even if it's just for a few minutes, it's better than nothing. And when it comes to getting rid of tight hips, a simple and effective way is just by standing up and getting out of that seated position. If you want something that'll be more effective, then yoga could relieve your stress, like I briefly mentioned just a few minutes ago, but it could also loosen those hips up, as well as tightness throughout your body. That's another reason why I've been doing it. Other exercises that could be great to do because I know they've worked on me and my clients are something like a 90-90 mobility exercise, and even something like tube walks could help as well. Some other exercises that has helped me could be something like a frog stretch or a butterfly stretch, where you're in like a cross-legged seated position, and you gently try to bring those knees towards the floor. Actually, <laughs> I know it might be kind of weird if you're listening to this, you might not believe me, but I actually am not even able to sit cross-legged on the floor. And this this has been happening ever since I was a kid, actually. I haven't been able to do it. Like, when I try to sit cross-legged on the floor, because of my lack of mobility in my hips, my knees are actually forced to be, like, up, I don't know, up in the air. I actually can't sit cross-legged normally. But like I said, it's actually a whole lot better now in my thirties than it was even from when I was sitting on the library floor in elementary school, because I specifically remember we had to sit on the floor while the librarian read books or whatever. And I looked so dumb. I was the only one when I'd look around that had this problem. Like I'd be sitting cross-legged and my knees would be like in the air. Like, it's I don't know. I don't know why. Another one that's really difficult for me lately has been a pigeon stretch, which is another good exercise. Now, 10 years ago, I know for a fact that I was able to get into that position or at least be deeper into that position because I remember doing that in some yoga routines back in the day and it wasn't as difficult as it is for me to do now. So if you're having problems specifically in your hips, try to do whatever you can to fix that issue. It's going to probably be a lengthy process, but you'll be better off in the end because it opens up more possibilities with exercise, and you'll just generally be able to move around better. Again, if you work on your problems, you'll reduce your chances of developing injuries, which is super important as you get older. So try some of the exercises I mentioned before and then try to find some others on YouTube or wherever and see which ones will help your specific problem. And since I've been sitting and doing this podcast for the past 20 minutes or half hour now, it's time for me to get up and take my own advice and loosen up my hips before my afternoon workout. And I think you guys should do the same because that concludes episode 41 of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you really enjoyed the episode or my podcast as a whole, then please leave a review and comment on iTunes or whatever your choice of podcast platform is. Also, if you haven't already, you should hit that subscribe button because I'll be releasing episodes every Friday. If you want to follow me, your host, I'm Isaiah.Kopan on Instagram and you can also check out my website IsaiahCopon.com. If you want to follow the podcast, you can check out at lift and learn podcast on Instagram. And there's also a Facebook page if you just search lift and learn podcast. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week with another episode where I'll be talking about how to lose body fat in the bat wing area. So that's the triceps and how to recover from injury properly.